0: Who was the first person that you bust his ass when you came back? And the first person that you felt like bust your ass? Jesus, Like I'm man. in it, nah, off the injury. It's yeah, um, I would say when we played Atlanta
1: on like a, um, this year, you know, you played like a mini series, yeah. you know, we played play them two like, games. Yeah, they made yeah. everything kind of like, yeah, as close like, as possible, exactly. in yeah. so there. So Atlanta came to Brooklyn for uh, two games. In that first game, we squeaked past them like they was <laughs> right. they was up. I was I went, I ain't gonna say who I bust their ass, but like or well, who bust my ass, but like when I I got I woke I woke back up to the NBA game. It's like when we played them, how fast they was coming off screens and picking yeah. rolls. And for me, I th- I knew that would be the toughest part to adjust to with all the movement in the game and shit yeah. coming off the screens and staying with my guys. So like they was having like. They, two or three actions at once and then Trey comes on the screen and roll and they was just throwing lobs so quick and they yeah. beat us pretty good that second game. I was, I like, I was like yo these youngins is, <laughs> and the league is getting younger too so I was like damn I gotta, I gotta really lock in so I can be able to keep up with them. I had a good, I had a good little series against them but Trey really did a, did a nice little number on us that series and kind of controlling the game for them. So playing against them young dudes really got me going early in the season.
2: Yo, 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 we back live on location, man. Coming to you live from a private, private location, an architectural digest type location. We just gonna stay, leave it at that. We got the blackest one. We got a three-time... Repeat offender in the building, man. I feel like he part of the show. He might get some executive producer credits (laughs) or something like that, man. We got one of the legends of the game, one of the biggest stars in the game, one of the baddest boys doing it. Y'all know who he is. Y'all know what his name is. Kevin Durant, baby. Easy money sniper. Once again. Tell me what was your what was your adrenaline like that first game back? I remember watching it on TV, and you know, obviously, I, we all saw what we saw. But tell me from your perspective, like, how was your your emotions and your adrenaline level after being out for all this time? And now, you know, you got to witness the, the Brooklyn crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. from from the situation you were. But like now, you getting announced to the crowd, you about to play. Yeah, I was there for you.
1: Yeah, so it was, the, it, you know, the bubble, you know, early on, it was an old crowd, so it was a little different, but playing the games, it was like, I, I felt like I had two separate seasons, you know, I had to get used to fans again, yeah and then playing on top of that, so like, you know, I, that first game, um it didn't, it, it didn't even feel real, because it was just like, I spent so much time away, and I forgot almost what I, you know, my routine <laughs> before the game, and what I was supposed to do before the game, because I forgot how I got prepared, you know, so... And then I had to just learn my routine again and, and get used to it again. But that first game it hit me, but as soon as the ball get tossed up, it's hoop at the end of the day, you know, but you know, it's the whole presentation before all that stuff that get you riled up and get you into the game and I had to get used to that part again. And then once the crowds start to come in, you know, you start to hear the chat on the in the you know yeah. in the stands, you start to hear the, you know, yeah, especially in the, the road, that energy just come back and you know, that was exciting too. I didn't know how I would take that. And then the to step it up to the playoffs, which is a whole different level yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? Where intensity from up. from the warm ups is there. You know, so it was uh it was good getting reacquainted, and um it was fun doing it with the group we had.
2: Tell me this: before the season started, you was one of the guys that got to work with your boy Drizzy at the at the Nike headquarters. For, yeah. for the How was it doing that video and, and and working with Drake in general? I mean, you know, that's your partner. Yeah, right? man,
1: he's a He's first of all, he's a true student of the game. That's why I respect him a lot too. I mean he really respects the game of basketball and he, you can hear it in his music too. But he's just good at he's great. I don't wanna say good. He's beyond great at what he does, you know. He's uh he's great at the skill of skill is rapping, can make songs, can put together videos and you know, he, he that video he put together was all his idea, you know, he came up with that and, and so oh, he just a, hit you up. Yeah, so to be a part of, yeah, he just hit me up, said, I got a scene I want to shoot and I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, of course, bro. You want, <laughs> it's going to go down in history right. as one well, of these joints, <laughs> you know? You know? Bit, so bro. yeah, you wanted of the greats. So yeah, of course I had, to- I had to go show up. And then you see Kawhi in the joint. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, that was, yeah. that was epic. That dog. was like, out epic. of everything,
2: that was like something that like nobody Duh. expected. And it
1: was Kawhi to the T. So like, he really, he really fucked with hoops. Oh, excuse my language. He
0: really like hoops. So like I mean, he just he cool dude to be around. You uh you listen to the C D? Of course. Which one is your favorite song right now? Yeah, I know it's only right been a couple now. of days.
1: Probably the seven AM joint and the and the intro, them two. Yeah. I mean every joint is no five friends in the and industry. Yeah, that joint is hard. I mean, like he just they, he came with it with this joint. Yeah, how doesn't. sick
2: was that though to do like because y'all was at the Nike headquarters, like nobody. Yeah, I mean ever, that's yeah that like, too. How and sick was that? Man, the
1: joint and it was close. Nobody was there. That's like, what I'm
2: saying. Like the whole joint shut down. He
1: pulled up two rare, like OBJ in it, bro. He pulled up two like concept card, two bands, and two con- <laughs> them joints. left. Like, like yo, how did you? How'd you get these in Portland? I So like, these, <laughs> in Portland. these are the only two in the world, probably. Like, man, it's just like his taste level was on a, you know, he just, he knows how to put together, package up who he is and, and, and show it to the world at a elite, elite level. And to be a part of it was dope, for then sure. You had
2: to be on the hush-hush with it, huh?
1: Yeah, for a couple, yeah, for a couple <laughs> weeks, I ain't want to, go crazy and tell everybody I was in it. So when it dropped, everybody was surprised. It was, it was dope. Oh, that was definitely fire.
2: <laughs> tell me about, you know, everybody always talk about in New York, Knicks, Brooklyn, all of this and that.
1: Yeah.
2: Obviously you went to Brooklyn. Tell me how it is for you living in New York, that whole Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks atmosphere and thing when y'all play them and, and there and here and just being in the city, how was it for you?
1: It's it's fun. I mean, it's all obviously full of Knicks fans, and yes. we got a small section um, of fans that show support. But it's fun. It's fun being, a, I guess, a little dog in the city. A lot of historic teams in the city, and being one of those teams trying to trying to do something that's special. And um, feel like we're building our fan base out slowly but surely. You know, a lot of people come to watch us play. You're seeing more and more black jerseys around the city. You know, so. That's um, a fact. Yeah, but the Knicks, you know, they went to the playoffs this year, had a good year, and then they got some good signings this year. So I think the games are going to be super competitive, especially with the fans being back because they ain't get the catches. They, I think they might have catches with, like, maybe 20% fans one game, but mm-hmm. I don't think they caught the whole series this year with fans. I may be mistaken, but this year is going to be packed out. You know, everybody's going to be going crazy in the garden. And I think Barclays is really going to come with it, too. Well, I know Barclays is going to come with it, too, on that game. So you know, I'm I'm excited about it because both teams got an amazing future.
0: When when did you find out, or where was you you find out that uh, James Harden (laughs) was gone? Where was it? Brooklyn. That I think we had a
1: game that day. We had uh, it was a back to back. We were playing the Knicks in the Garden, and we had a big win the night before. Played Denver at home. And I was like, you're all really trying to win this back-to-back. You know, we get that off day, just feel better when you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you win that back-to-back, especially against the Knicks. And then um, the trade went through, I think, and half our team was gone. You know what I'm saying? So we played that game with, like, you know, we had a couple two-way guys that had to play some big minutes for us. So I was like, I still want to win this game, though. But I was excited that James was going to be coming to the team. I knew he was going to add something different and unique, and he would love Playing in this organ for this organization and being in New York, so I kind of, uh, you know, I was excited for for him taking his next step, but I also knew he had a game that night too. So you know, it's just the beauty of the league; anything can happen. You know, stuff like that can just change the whole landscape of your organization
0: <laughs> in a matter of moments, and that's what it was. To see him, y'all play together, coming in, and him and Russ playing in Houston, then now he playing with you, like. How crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> to see that he got. Oh man, I got a chance to play with my own boys on one team together. Yeah. Now I got the homie in Houston. Then, like, can... yeah. I mean, just we talked about that. It's Just like, man, it's crazy how where our careers is gone.
1: I mean, we learned so much together early on, and then we all took our separate routes. And you know, we playing together now. We seeing things different. We seeing the league different. And to play together at this point in our careers is. Like I said, when we experience so much stuff is uh it's good when you combine all of that knowledge and put it into one to try to get that common goal, which is the wins, you know. So with all his knowledge that he learned over his time in Houston, making deep playoff runs and yeah. you know, having incredible individual seasons, you know, right. and you know, stuff that I did throughout my career. We just always trying to figure out different ways to get better. You know, it's cool having that dialogue with somebody that experience the game just just as much as you and then you add in Kyrie who's yeah. on that same level mentally, you know, we just always trying to figure stuff out. And that's the fun part when you can play the game and then thank the game with yeah. your teammates.
2: I remember hitting you after that trade went down just like really? <laughs> like you yeah. know what I'm saying? You was just yeah. like that's crazy, right?
0: So like, it's about did. to be crazy. Yeah. I was to see Kyrie in person, being on this team, seeing um, him in person, really getting getting work and that crazy. crazy. It's ridiculous,
1: you know I mean? His skill, like, it's <laughs> is, is, is funny to the point where, like, he'll pull off, uh, like, we'll go through a play or something, and then it's over with, and he'll, like, grab the ball and, like, toss up a high, touch the ceiling, lay up with his left hand, and it'll just go in so easily, and just, like, he just catches, just pop, just go sit down. It's just, like, little stuff like that he'll be doing, and it's just, like, his routines are even, Impressive, you know, mm-hmm. I and mean, we walking through stuff, you know what I'm saying? So like, crazy, man, he, he just, he a savant. I mean, it's it's like fine wine, you know, it's only getting better and like, he mastering all aspects of basketball at that position. Like
0: he's even dunking this year. Yeah, baseline. When yeah. I mean, you
1: somebody dunking, <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying? That don't, he they usually lay like you tell Boom. like they own some shit, you know what I'm saying? So Real like tough. he was just doing stuff like that, playing great defense, getting four or five steals in a game. So he like mastering. His craft. I mean, I'm sure he already he already mastered what he does. But as far as like doing every single thing on the floor, I think he's he. We asked him to do so much, and he he does it every time. And but how he works on his game, how he influences the young dudes, like that shit was impressive. Cause nobody yeah. talked about that with Ky. Like he took yeah. a lot of dudes under his wing this year. Mm-hmm. Landry Shamit's, you know, Joe Harris. Even Karis before he got traded, Mike James, like everybody he was working out with, giving him to you know just being there for him, and it's just like you know he really is a he really is a all around just true basketball player, pure basketball player.
2: Room, I told you right, he you guys were playing the Magic, and the Magic y'all were gonna play on the next day, and the Magic had you know I do pre the broadcast for him, so yeah. I'm- I'm sitting there the day before we doing the broadcast where they were on the road. I think the, I forget who they were playing on the road, but then they had to come back play on a back. To back was I there? I don't. I don't. I think I was there. I was. Hurt. There I was there. You were hurt. But he he over in the gym and he working out. Kyrie, we doing. We up in the broadcast yeah, booth yeah. doing a thing, and we hear somebody start bouncing the ball. Turn around, it's him. He got like two or three trainers with him. I took footage. I ain't, you know I ain't put it out there, but I got footage of him when you talking about his routine. My boy did. It was on some Kobe shit. No, he all left hand. He just sitting there flipping himself the ball. He was doing so much janky like floaters. Euro this way, Euro the wrong way, right leg, all yes. type of like and it was just finishes. All left, all left, all left. Then he went <laughs> And started doing some mid range. I was just like, "Yo, this boy really doing all left hand." Like, remember I show? I had, I had like a minute video. I yeah, said, "Yo, I'm different. showing my yeah. kids this, bro. Like, this is crazy. Like, I and worked, his efficiency with it was yeah, ridiculous. Like, you don't
1: miss those shots. Like, I worked out with. Like, we get our workouts in here, here and there. You know, throughout the season. And like." you know, when I my turn to follow him for the day, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, pick up Euro to the left hand. I mean, off the right foot, left hand. And I'm like, I I, could, I maybe can make like, probably like two out of seven of these. <laughs> he making like five out of seven of these. Yeah. It was like, I don't, glass, I don't go to that. Glass, I don't go crazy to that. Yeah, stuff. he goes to Spins, that like in the games. English. Yeah, he goes to all of that in the games when he may be getting cut off as a bailout shot. When he really needed, and you see it in the highlights. so many times he get cut off, and he flick it up with his right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, this you that size, and you got to have that different creativity to get your shot off amongst so many people that's taller than you. You come up with some crazy stuff, and he just he just a creator out there. You could tell he see stuff, work on it, work on it, and then implement it. And it's it's, it's powerful to watch. It's, it's like when you get up close to him, you get inspired. How was it for you to just see him and James kind of mesh real quick? It was fun. It was fun because first day we had a nice practice. We got some time practice, and we were running through plays. And the dialogue was cool. You know, like all right, this is where I want the ball so I can score. I know when guys feel comfortable when they're like, "Yo, I want to score it," because when you get guys on a team like that, you first thing you want to do is try to come mm-hmm. off and pass. But guys like this, is where I like the ball, where I'm gonna score, and I'm like, I I can roll with that. You know, because we all willing passers, but I want to see you do. You know. Hunter somebody that's in front of you. So Kyle was like, this is why I wanted. it. James understood like, all right, I'm naturally just head to the point and I'm in my position. So it's just like, we, now it's just like, all right, man, we just need some time to actually figure out, yeah, you know, how we gonna make it work in real games. So I think from day one, we understood our roles and what we need from one another. And now it's just building that camaraderie each day, you know, by playing.
2: Yeah, how tough was it with the, with you three in particular being limited with the times y'all really had to be on the court,
1: it was tough. It was frustrating um, for sure. I mean, that was the one thing that frustrated us all. It's just like when I would come in, Kyle might be down, right? And then when Kyle come back, James go down, and then when I we all finally get back, I'm all, I'm down for two months, you know. So. Yeah. It was f- definitely frustrating, but we stayed patient and realized that, you know, we uh, we ended for the long haul, and then the playoffs hit, and then it happened again with James and Kyrie.
2: That was that was crazy. Yeah,
1: but we are – man, that's a part of the game, and we know that, um, you know, it's – I mean, I don't want to say it's out of our control because we can definitely, you know, work on what we need to work on, but uh, some of that stuff, you know, it just
0: happens. So we just got to you know
1: keep our head down, keep working, and when that time comes, stay you know, make sure we're ready.
0: I was to see James, you know, even though he was hurt, to, you know, at least go out there and give the effort.
1: Yeah, it was it was inspiring. You know, it definitely ignited the crowd and gave us some extra energy seeing him out there until they appreciate him giving that effort. And obviously we we thought, you know, the world of what he was doing, you know, is wanting to come out there and give us an extra push. I didn't think it was a good idea because yeah. I'm like, man, I didn't want him to get – Re-injured. Re-injured yeah. I mean, tough. Yeah. the hamstrings is tough. So everybody I, who know anything know. He was hurt out especially there. Especially the yeah. hammies, and you know, we all had those. So it's like, I was second guessing. I was like, Nah, I don't think it's the right idea. But he calmed me down a bit and, and made sure that you know he that he'll be all right. I think he'll provide you know what he can when he can provide. So I trusted him, and we all trusted that. And the trainers made sure that he was he was cool. He didn't hurt it anymore. So. It was definitely
0: inspiring. I'm glad he was able to get through without getting re injured. How hard was it to keep on going in this locker room and, and looking at the two guys that posed to be the superstar face? Like in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. you going in there and I'm, I'm looking at y'all and it's like, man, y'all can't yeah. give me nothing. And just seeing how sad they was, yeah. you know, that they couldn't help.
1: Yeah, I understood that they were frustrated and, you know, it was at the, the worst time it could happen. Um, and I felt for them. But at the same time, I understood that it'd be a valuable experience for the other guys on the team that didn't play in those type of moments before. You know, that's a pressure-packed game. We're almost basically like, I mean, a pressure-packed series, almost like the championship, you know, because you played against the guys that won in the seven-game series that came down to the last shot, you know. So it was like most pressure a lot of the younger guys played in in the league, you know. So it was good for them to get that experience. and had to step up a role and do more, you know what I'm saying? So the toughest basketball in the world, you got an opportunity to see where you are. I thought that was good for them. Uh, but I felt for Ka and James.
2: And y'all, I mean, not only him, y'all was down. Y'all had signed Aldrich, he was out. Yeah. Then you had Dan Woody, he was out. Yeah. Like Denwood, we had him on. <laughs> he said, listen, if it was no injuries, y'all would have won the championship hands down, no question.
1: I mean, we had a great chance. I mean, it's... See, I
2: knew you was going to say something different because you've been there and you know it's a little
1: bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's easy. definitely easy to say. I mean, I like our chances. I mean, were all of us healthy, I mean, shit, we lost by a basket. I mean, we had all-world scores. I mean, you could just add the numbers up and think, you know, we could have won, but it's much more difficult than that. But, I mean, I definitely loved our chances, especially with everybody healthy. Spencer, you know what I'm saying? We had a deep team, so... But you know, it is what it is. We learn from that. We will move on and get better for next year.
0: How was it seeing Blake Griffin go from not dunking <laughs> to dunking again? <laughs>
1: they, Blake was like, "Man, y'all made things making such a big deal of me dunking, but really, I had no opportunities to dunk <laughs> 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 when I was in Detroit." <laughs> I was like, "That make more sense for sure." Um, but it was good to see him play some meaningful basketball. Yeah. And, uh, go out there and, and you know show himself and I mean he don't care about everybody else but for me as his homie like it was good to show everybody else that he still hoop at that yeah. level you know what I'm saying so he's a valuable piece to what we do what we doing going forward and going through that little run that little mini run that we had and now going into the next season we're getting just more and more comfortable with each other and I think that's gonna help
0: well, he came right in and, and fit his role perfectly yeah. and you know, people used to talk about him like, why are you shooting all them threes? But man, he hitting them joints now. Yeah. They <laughs> and, look and that's good. part of his yeah. game. And, yeah. and like, that's a big key to what he be doing. So I, yeah. I like Blake Griffin, how he how he doing his thing for y'all now. You know, he came in and fit in well.
2: How was it for you, you know, like obviously you got to start a relationship when you were sitting out, but how was it for you to get to play and, and develop the relationship with Steve Nash as a coach?
1: It's fun. It's, it's, uh. I met with a couple first time head coaches mm-hmm. Billy Donovan, and Scotty Brooks, and now uh, Steve. And you know, when you started to see coaches get comfortable, that's the, you know, now that I'm older, I'm starting to recognize little stuff now. Right. So, you know, you're seeing Steve get more comfortable. You know, it's just, you can hear a pin drop right before film. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can, you know, his message is, Way more clear than it was from day one, and day sixty is just like you know exactly what the yeah. what the hell he needs what needs to be done in order for us to be successful. So to see him get more comfortable as a coach and just get used to walking the sidelines after being a player for so long and being thrown in it so quick, you yeah. know, I just feel like it happened At quick. A for high him. high level, yeah, with a magnifying
2: yeah. glass, extremely. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I felt like he handled it great and learned just because it's much more than just X's and O's. Is personalities, and yep. training staff. That's probably, that's a lot to deal with as a coach. You know, yeah. you getting told this guy can't practice, this guy can't play, he yeah. out for a couple of weeks and now you got to adjust your team for that going forward. How he handled that was sweet.
2: Especially with a guy like him because he played through anything. Yeah, 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 and he and just, I know how it is now. It's a lot different and I know that, like you said it had to be tough for
1: him. Yeah, and he I mean he, and he's one of those coaches that understands the big picture. He knew that we're a team that looking, for, you know, we want to play great in the regular season, but we also know that playoffs is where we want to be playing our best basketball. So, when guys were injured, he still kept everybody locked into that next man mentality and uh to get players to, you know, stay on the same page with so much disruption in the season. You know, it was impressive to see that in a first year coach. That's
2: what what I felt like when I would get, you know, doing different stuff, getting interviewed and asked about him being his former teammate. I always said that was his special move. You know what I'm saying? Like when he was a player, like he, that was what made him the MVP. When you think about it, especially the first year, when he had me, Joe, Matrix, Amari Stoudemire, you had a young, Mario was about to take over the league before he had the eye and the injury and stuff yeah, like he was, he was, at this point, he was it, a was, monster. it was nobody that could do nothing with him at this point. And it was like, Trix was already an Olympian an all-star and all starting a mm-hmm. max player. And Joe was right the year he before becoming ISO Joe. Yeah. Like the next year he signed with Atlanta and went crazy. So it was like to keep all those egos. And it was like, it was seamless. He would, it was, he had a sixth sense. Nobody had to really. He would get it before somebody went over edge. If I ain't got a shot in a minute, he could sense me getting a little. I need to get Q a shot. Don't matter what play is being called. No disrespect, Danton He's not gonna like disrespect you, but he had a special move with the way to make sure the coach cool, make sure everybody cool. Like but I'm about to get him the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nah, And he, he would
2: make things just where And I would always, whenever I got interviewed and asked, but I say, listen, I don't, I, I get it. People saying, A, B, and C, you know, if anybody could step into this situation with these type mm-hmm. of high level, you know what I'm saying, players and the egos and the personalities that come with it, this is where he thrives, no, you know what I'm yeah, saying? This he, is his special move.
1: Yeah, I can, yeah, I can, I mean, you saying like, like you said, when you may not get a shot for a couple minutes, like, you know, he can sense, you know, when the guys need like, you know, Kyle need this play here. Yeah. Draw this one up, coming time up. out of the timeout to get Kyle some space to get him going. Or oh, this the route we need to take James. Like he he sees that and then in the timeout, he might drop a play for somebody and you know, so I seen that I seen that type of stuff just evolve and I think I think that adversity we hit you know, help everybody on the coaching staff and the players yeah. kind of adjust to it it the season. It. Yeah, forced it. Yeah, because we had to adjust fast. It was like, all right, KD out two months. I've just played this. For, I just played the game before. Now I'm out two months. Right. Like, <laughs> what we doing at that position? You know, right. there's a lot of people, and you know, there's a lot of guys that's in and out outside of me too. You know, James yeah. was in and out. Yeah. Kai was in and all out. Right. Uh, Landry Shaman at that time, so he had to deal with a lot, and he handled it, you know, with class and. You know, it's only gonna get better. You know, as you get more experience and you lock in more. And I know you've been locked in since we lost.
2: One of my favorite moments from the playoffs was after your crazy Game Five, and you <laughs> and Steve Ness like had that embrace. And I think I DM'd you after that game, like, "Boy, you in fucking bananas." <laughs> and I don't know what was going on before you. Yeah, yeah. I like, you know, I don't to hit you. I just let it be. But I was like, "Nah, I gotta say something." <laughs> that boy lost his mind. But like that moment to me, you know, obviously it was hella memes and funny. And I was like, Blue, you're my boy. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. But it was just like, to see Stevie do that, it was like, he didn't really have the worse. It was just like,
0: I need a boy, hug. like, I need boy, you, you just- Right now. <laughs>
2: boy, God damn you, boy, you just did it. Yeah. Like, me. how was like, when you look back at all of that, cause I know you, obviously the world was hitting you. You probably got a million Man. messages. Like, what was the craziest thing? that you had happen after that game where you was like, yo, this kind of crazy though. Yo, like, that was,
1: man, it wasn't that, it wasn't one thing. It really felt like, I mean, I had so many texts, bro. So many DMs and-
2: And you know, everybody was talking shit. Everybody, yeah, oh, what is this? Before but it was the game, like, it was not just like that was, that's not validation for you, cause nah, you know you what you do. with you still hear that just, stuff. Yeah. Man.
1: I don't, like you still hear that stuff and you still got some, you know, take pride in what you do, you know Straight what I'm up. saying? So at the you know, it don't affect you to the point where, but you know, you hear that, you hear yeah. that noise. But before the game, it was just crazier. Cause it was, I just, so many people was, even close friends was looking at it like, yo man, this is really like a do or die. Like <laughs> you want to really on the line. I had to, in, that's when my mom had a conversation right before I got uh, got in the car to go to the game. And she was just like, you got to dig deeper to get something out. And I was like, yo, you know, every day I walk into this gym, like I dig that dig deeper. You're <laughs> talking deep about like I'm game. always there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's no harder I can go on a rep or it's like no much more focus I can bring. It's like I've been there before. So it's like, yo, relax. I'm just going to go out there and hoop. But A lot of people just thought like, yo, you got to. Go to a different place (laughs) to get something out of you to go play. I was like, man, at the end of the day, it's basketball. And y'all putting the pressure on the game, but at the end of the day, y'all don't matter. So, like, Uh I looked at it that way. It's like, I've been in millions of these games before. You know Uh what I'm saying? So, but the chatter before the game was even funnier than afterwards. Yeah, because it's just like, they took it so seriously. What's the craziest
2: thing you heard before and after? I mean, they had you like, yo, y'all really bugging right now.
1: <laughs> like my 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 coach that I work out with every day, he was just I can't say just one thing because everybody was just wild and nonstop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saw it too. That's why I'm saying like the, yeah, to, to have I, that game after, like whatever. That's man, why when I said it, I said so much stuff game.
1: to the point where I can't even remember when I just remember just the conversation around the whole day. You know, the whole game. I mean, it was just like but I was this the first time I was I was kind of getting the same reaction from like seeing it from the fans and actually people yo, that was close to me. Cause they were like, damn, I ain't never seen you in this position before. I was like, <laughs> Yes, you have, yo, you gotta think. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I've been here before where a couple guys injured, and it's yeah. basically me and a bunch of younger guys who never been in this position before. I did that in OKC. I did that plenty of games when I was with the Warriors, not playing with a couple guys that was injured. So I was like, "Man, I've been at that magnitude or meant that right. much, but I've been physically in this in
0: this yeah. situation
1: before." Like, so I'm like, "Yo, if y'all don't relax and like, you can't send me any more film." My coach was like, "Yo, you need any more?" Like, because I watch I watch more film in the playoffs than I do in the regular right. season. So like, I was watching every game. Yo, you need some film on what they gonna do when you post up? I'm like, yo, if you don't stop texting me, stop calling me, <laughs> y'all done yeah. seen, this game five. Y'all done seen everything that they gonna throw at me. So just let me go play. Yeah.
2: So it's safe to say that that's, that's the difference when you in New York City. That was a sample <laughs> of exactly, like, you feel me yes, what I'm exactly saying? Like what it you, is. you saying everything you said, you have been here before, but now, now you in Brooklyn, you in New York, you in the Mecca and it's like, a million cameras, all eyes on you, and everything is way more hyped up than it would be if you was in wherever else you would be. But like well, now, every radio
1: seen, platform is about Big Game Five tonight. Every newspaper, <laughs> Big Game Five, and that's the media capital of the world. Like there you go, everybody gonna come to the New York Post and the Times, to to and ESPN, New York, and all of that stuff to get their info on sports. So it's like understood from an uh, entertainment aspect. <laughs>
2: was that uh, one of those high peak moments where you really realized, like, okay, this is how it is in New York. Like, this is why they say this New York, yo, this New York
1: sign, this New Man, York. You know I'm dude. always in. You know, I'm always scrolling. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, knew, I knew. the, sec, you know, the second that I dropped that tweet that I was coming to the Nets, I knew what it was. What it <laughs> was. <laughs> I knew what I was getting myself into, and then seeing all those teams, Knicks teams that you was on, with all that stuff that y'all was going through, and all hey. the teams before. I'm like you know New York is one of those hotbeds for controversy and, and drama and entertainment. I'm one of those guys that like um, I guess I came to New York off of controversy, if you want to call it. So mm-hmm. it's like all right, I'm gonna play that guy to a lot of people in the media and fans. So they wanted to see what they wanted to see what was the next you know scene of the movie. I guess that's what it felt like a movie.
2: <laughs> Tell me how how good did it feel? not from a standpoint from everybody else, just from a standpoint, I know how you are a hooper and you love efficiency and want to be as as efficient and as perfect as possible. Like that game five is like a legendary all time playoff performance. Like when you got a chance to unpack and really look at that, how did you, how did you feel about that game? With everything, you know, all the things that's going on.
1: Yeah, I I like my, uh, I like that approach that I had to that game. I like how sharp I kept all my moves, you know, I was, I felt like I was right to the point, and uh, I didn't play around with the ball, that team's a good defensive team, you know, so you can't play around with the basketball, so I felt like I was sharp, I was mentally focused, each possession, we went down 18 early, and I didn't, I like how I just stayed patient with my shots, and not try to rush and get us back into the game quick, so I felt like I was in a good spot mentally, you know, um, going into that game, and you know, So that's what made it special for me is that like, I didn't feel like it was luck. I knew it was like if I lock in and do what I need to do and stay with this focus, which is tough, That I, then I can have a game like that. So, you know, I felt like I can duplicate that, you know, if I stay with that same mindset. So it, it was good to get back after not playing for so long and, and being in that zone, you know, so it, it was cool.
2: That was what I saw when I, I felt like you was, like you said, super locked in, laser focused. Like you say, y'all was down 18 your demeanor was the same. It yeah. wasn't, you ain't really get emotional neither which way. I was like, okay. And then it was like, when y'all started to walk them down, I could I could see it. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a slow walk too. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and you could see those games turning and I felt the confidence building in each one of my teammates and everybody came through and hit big shots when we needed it, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of those special games that you've seen unfolding as it happened. I'm like, when we got down big, I'm like, I've been here before, like been down big. and. You know, fans still cheering loud and our team still feel like, you know, we might be losing a little hope being down there, but we still on the fence now. So we cut it to 15 and we slowly get back into it. And like, you know, I felt like I've been a part of a couple of those games before. So it felt it felt a little bit more normal going into the, you know, fourth quarter and late in the game. You know the old saying, long game, ball, <laughs> Long game, <laughs> game of runs. We always say that, game of runs, you know. Even, even though y'all came, you know, obviously
2: y'all fell short of everything. Cause you're big toe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know, you come back off of a crazy injury, you know, something that changed people's careers and you, you know what I'm saying, you had a crazy, you was on pace I felt like to be an MVP conversation before the two months out. Then you come to the playoffs, you averaged 34 and almost 10. Like, you know what I'm saying, you had a, how did you feel coming off that? And then how did you make the decision, I'm going to roll with the Olympic team going straight into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, uh you know, definitely, I mean, I hated that we lost that series, and I hated how it went down as far as injuries, is concerned. but another part of me was kind of uh, excited about, personally, where I was going my game, and, mm-hmm. you know, after being out for so long, you know, I, so I just wanted to play, I wanted to play more after that, and uh, I felt like I missed so much time throughout the season, and with the injury on top of that, I just wanted to play more, and be in an environment, again, where it's structured, like, I felt like I worked out enough. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. I wanted some Season structure it, and, fleet. like, a task to complete, you know. Um, So I thought that would be a good uh something for me to, you know, fill my summer up with. And, you know, then I got the opportunity to play, you know, under a legendary coach like Pop. Then the young dudes that was on the team that I really, really enjoyed watching, you know, so everything worked out. And, um, you know, so right after the, <laughs> the series, Pop called me like, all right, this was guys that we got on the team. And I didn't even get to tell him like, yo, pop, I'm coming. He was just like, all right, this is what we right, doing. Right, right. So I'm like, all right, bet, I'm rocking, you know? So it was cool to kind of get the update on who was coming, the schedule before we was doing stuff. So I felt like I was a part of it from day one and we grew into where we were. So it was it was fun to start the process.
0: How do you feel about the hate people trying to hate just because y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all lost a game? Or-
1: yeah, I mean, that was. You know, we knew we knew that was coming. We 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 just, you know, we show so much perfection over the last ten years from USA Basketball, not losing, and you know, well, we lost 2019, but before that, you know, when all the play, everybody played, you know, we didn't lose and we dominated a lot. So that was in people's minds a lot. So you know, we knew these teams are well coached and understand the game a little bit more. You know, so it's going to be, and it's it's always hard putting great players on one team and trying yeah. to fit everybody into a role. So we knew it was going to take some time, and we were missing guys to start camp. And, you know, so we was going every which way, you know. We were still trying to figure each other out, so we was going to struggle a bit. And we did that even up to the first game. And then we we, we had a little meeting as a group, which was the first time that happened in Team USA, a, a team, right. a team meeting, need. you know. But it was good for us to establish what we wanted to do out there and, Guys, you know, stepped up and volunteered to, you know, play certain roles and they helped us going forward. And and it was a special experience.
2: What was that uh, team meeting like? Like you said, that's the first one in in, in team USA history. (laughs) What's that like? Who, who's standing up and saying what? Everybody,
1: everybody talking about what we need to do in order for this to work. And it was mainly just like we need each and every one of y'all to be yourselves. Like we can't come in here and try to fit in around each other and and not step on toes or fear that we may be shooting too much or right so everybody just vowed to be aggressive when they out there play as hard as they can on both ends of the floor and just to hear one another say that it was good yeah. to you out know yeah to just other. to just to get that out loud and that's what good teams do great teams do and you know so you know it was it was perfect for us you know and we had a great mix of older guys and younger yeah.
0: guys and you know so it was it was fun did it being secluded help y'all a little bit more? Cause y'all didn't have nobody but y'all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah y'all. we
1: had the, we had the women's team. We chill with them every day, which was dope. They was fun to yeah. be around. So, you know, it was, Um, we spent, three and a half weeks, I wanna say three weeks in the hotel, just from hotel to the gym every day. In the players Um, lounge. In the (laughs) the players lounge, y'all had one pool in the players lounge. Yeah, the players lounge, we in there playing a video game, playing cards, drinking wine, you know, it was fun, man. Really, really had a good time with hanging with all of those. Did um, you get
2: to know anybody like from either side, like from the women's side that you really didn't know that you got to be cool with it, you didn't expect or didn't know already?
1: Yeah, C. Gray, Chelsea Gray. Play for the for the, Point for the Aces, yo. Yeah. She's she hilarious. She I love cow. her. She's yeah, one of my favorites. Dope. I mean, everybody, Brittany, Griner, we all chill every day, like, you know. Just, yeah, it was
2: cool seeing the Instagrams yeah, y'all was, doing was stuff, Was it everybody... your birthday in the tunnel? No, man. Tell about that. I mean, birthday. Cause you was definitely looking like,
1: like, I don't get it. Yo, so we was walking through to hey, go to the opening ceremonies and like, I think the swimming team, it was somebody's birthday that day and they just went off and was like, happy birthday. It was only like 10 of them and we just all turned around. And I'm around, literally like five seconds later, Draymond like starting to chant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and It's it's it probably at least, I want to say like at least 200 people right there. And we was all packed in a little hallway. The way he was looking. And I'm sitting around like, nah, this can't be for me. And I look at Draymond, he pointing <laughs> at me. <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all got me. And then it hit, the, it hit viral just fast. It was
0: funny though. It but definitely went viral.
1: <laughs> it was somebody's real birthday right before that too. So it kind of got everybody going.
0: To win a gold medal and people talking shit from the beginning and then they kind of throw that back in their face. Like, yeah, we still running shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. how was that? How was the champagne <laughs> on, on that gold medal? I mean, it was, it was fun to,
1: I mean, we knew that we had the most talent there. We had to, you know. 12 NBA players, exactly. the rest of these teams had two or three at the most, you know? So uh, when you look down the line, we had more talent, but as far as coming together as a team and figuring out how we wanted to play, I think that was the journey for us. That's more of a celebration for us that we yeah. figured that part out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whatever comes with it, the throwing it back into your face. Yeah. And, you know, I told you so, like, we didn't really think about that. It was like, right. yo, we really came through and sacrificed for one another and made big shots and really experience something new. Yeah. A lot of these guys, like Zach Levine, was like, yo, this is the first time I won four games in a row since college. I remember they put that yeah. as a stat. And I was just like, damn, I had to think about that for a second. I was yeah. like, when you go win a gold medal, like you haven't won nothing in a while, like that means a lot. So yeah. a lot of guys went, went and won something for, real. for the first time, like something significant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that was more so, that was really what our champagne toast was. It was but you know, to throw it back in people's faces who doubted us, in their minds, they feel a little, they feel dumb for doing that.
0: To see guys like Zach Levine and Jason Tatum now, like that next generation be part of that and see that, how is that to just, you know, watch the guys upon you and see mm-hmm. like, man, you got some boys coming through there. <laughs> man, I was like, yo, y'all, y'all I mean, I, I get what y'all
1: trying to say. Like the world is catching up to what we doing. You know, I get it. You know, the the they might got three or four NBA players. That, that's nice, but we got 12. That's nice in our top four. Is like Jason Tatum's, man. Yeah. So imagine him four years from now, right. three years from now, yeah. twenty-three, And eight years from now when he thirty something, and he about to break the scoring record and get another goal. you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, it's gonna be a problem. And then you see the guys who didn't come. That's young, the yes. Jamal exactly. the Trey Youngs, the mm-hmm. I'm forgetting so many other guys. No, it's a lot. It's young, you, know, what you
2: say it's a whole crop of them. It's coming. a whole
1: crop coming. So it's just like, man, I just see the talent that we got. The journey is always going to be, it's been, that's really what it is for Team USA. How are you going to come together and fit yourself into this group to win as a, as a group, you know?
2: Where were you when Draymond had to assist Dane with the bottle popping in this? <laughs> because, <laughs> did you see that or did you see yeah. it on the internet? Like, no, I
1: seen it because I was struggling with mine too, right? <laughs> oh
2: wait, <So> <laughs> right see, hold on, breaking camera. news. See, they try to clown Dane like yeah. he ain't never did it Dane. before. <laughs> This man has been his champion many times over. Yeah. And he's saying he was struggling too. So you good, Dan? Man was
1: like, "Yo, you done won a couple of these. You, you did this a couple times. What you doing over there?" I'm like, "Let me slide behind the camera." <laughs> had you a tough bottle? <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, I had a tough one. But we, you know, we we still celebrate. I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, because we, like I said, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, was looking forward to just going out there and getting a W. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to celebrate that whole journey and. You know that we was getting to go home soon too. Right. You know? <laughs> it all just it, you know, you know, came together at once. It was fun.
2: Did you get on the FaceTime with the GOAT, with TB? Hell TB yeah. TB12, you got in the you got in the FaceTime Man, with him? what?
1: We all was. We was Draymond threw him on the FaceTime. We like, hold on, now Brady? <laughs> <laughs> what? Of course, man. He's so cool. I mean, he just, he chopped it up with so many people. I hear so many stories about him, how he just hit people on the side, show them love to, you know, take some time out of his, you know, training camp. I think he was in training camp to come show us some love. It was cool.
2: How was it for you to like, what you saying? I just listened to how you talk about pop and the relationship, how he hit you right to the series and you Mm -hmm. ended. How laughable is it for y'all to to see stories like, oh, they don't like pop and this, that, and then like everything you see, like we as players know how it is. Yeah. And we see the Instagram videos of him dancing with yeah, the converse yeah, yeah, yeah. on and how the camaraderie, like, you know that this ain't fake as a player. We yeah. know this. This is yeah. so how laughable is that for y'all to hear. And you you already spoke without anybody asking about his greatness and what he's done and mm-hmm. who he is to the game. And you know, just just speak on Pop a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, some days you don't like Pop. I mean, I think that's a part of his whole thing. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna push you to the edge. And he said that from day one, he's like, yo, these practices and film sessions and all of this is oh, gonna be tough. I'm gonna be you're on gonna your ass. Like, it's not gonna be like, you're <laughs> just gonna roll the balls out. So it's like, he's like, so when, when, you, when you figure it out, finish, it's gonna be worth it even more, you know what I'm saying? So we understood that. So those days we didn't like him, but we knew, we knew that he wanted to just win, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we respected that and he pushed us and we got better, you know, guys individually got better and understood the game a little bit different, in a different light, especially playing with the Euro league and the Euro rules too. So, you know, it was fun.
2: Tell me about my boy. My boy uh I, 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 he don't get a lot of credit in the league, but it's one of my favorite players. Me and my poor my partner Rio. This one I say, fa- Man, I wanna talk about Patty Mills. Mm. Tell me about how tough this. I mean, y'all just, you know, Big picked him Patty. up. But like I'm talking about Olympic Patty Mills nah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Just talk about how he go crazy in the like how special young Patty
1: Mills is. Nah, he like he. It's like he got faster.
0: <laughs> he be so fast up there, <laughs> It's
1: like when he put that Australian team jersey on, he just get faster. And he a little bit more shifty now. Like, he handling a little bit more hands up, like with the hazios and between the legs, step backs. and Like, he just getting more freedom out there when he played with the national team. And that was one of the things that, you know, he, wanted to, he just wanted to have a little bit more freedom and play a little bit more of a – you know, open style game, you know, so come to our team. That's what we like to do is get out in transition, you know, play with, you know, we don't like to play with too much structure, but like still play a good team game, you know, so hopefully, uh, he you know, he fit right in and be able to do his thing and kind of the same way that he did it with, you know, his national team. But he just was He's a monster. He had like forty that last Man, game. Man, listen,
2: looking at that, just some of the international players are, in general. Do you feel like when they get with their national team, like we get Evan Fournier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Luca kind of is Luca regardless. Yeah, like, Luca everywhere. Yeah, like boy <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like you know, like Rudy Gobert was a whole different no, type yeah. of animal. Like, yeah. like, do you feel like when guys get with their national teams, they just be way more confident? They feel like superiority over the rest of the players and ownership is in a leader role or
1: something. Yeah. Like I said, there's only a couple of guys on the, in the NBA from these teams and the rest of the guys are mixed in right. from guys that maybe play overseas or guys that may be in and out the league, but they looked at as the leaders on their teams, you know, usually the first and second options. you know. Right. So they, the whole offense go through these guys. So you take on a different role, gain more responsibility, you know, and you know, these guys are naturally talented anyway. So, Um, That's the reason why they play big minutes in the league. So you come over there and give give them the rock and tell them to go just play. You see what Evan Fournier was doing, Patty was doing... I was impressed with Matisse Thybullo, yo. He was coming down shooting pull up threes, yeah. and he they talk like, about he can't shoot. Right? He felt like yeah. a threat from the three point line, yeah. and then you, and, and you know in the regular season, you know people you know don't play as jumper as much, but he was got better, <laughs> and he got more confident playing with the national team, you know. So you Joe Ingles, you know, yeah, Joe Ingles always and, tough. He locks, and then then the defensive game over there, everybody you can sit in the paint now, so you were getting a little bit more creative defensively. So so you're learning. you're learning some aspects of the game that you can take back to the league. And these guys are getting the ball all game, playing 40 minutes, you know. So when you get the rock out like that, it's
0: always fun. Is the game more fiscal in the Olympic game than it is the NBA game?
1: In certain parts, you can't be – we're a little bit more handsy in the league. We can get away with maybe a little swipe down, and get a steal, use our hands to get a steal. But it feels like you use your hands over in a Euro, it's an instant foul. We but you can more. body up a little body bit more. more. Mm-hmm. But if you play, if you don't play with your hands, which is cool. I mean, you get taught to be in position and yeah, be physical just in the game. yes, but using your hands, you, you're prone to get, you know, a lot of fouls. So they teach, they strict on that. And the defense of three, I think mean, that was just difference. But outside of that, I mean, you know, it's pretty much the same. But if you learn how to use your body instead of your hands, then, you know, it's not bad.
2: How, how dope is it? To again be, you know, the, the the cover athlete of 2K, you know what I'm saying? We talk about 2K 22, you know, me and KD do this over here. We, <laughs> yeah, re- we, we really out here, people, yes. You know what I'm At saying? At a consistent <laughs> level. Come see us. You feel me? <laughs> we are fishing with this. Like, just just <laughs> tell me how was that to, you know, know, you know what I'm saying? Something that you. You really do, regardless of you was gonna be involved with it mm-hmm. all, but like to really be featured and be involved in it, how is that for you?
1: You know, we gamers, like you exactly. just said, man. We on it. I see ever. the real play. I'm
2: getting inspiration <laughs> over there in the in yeah, the in the, the zone. Game, I say, nah, I know I'ma know what it's looking like when you when you out here locking zone in. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> I'm gonna know exactly <laughs> what's going on. You know the area I got the now. now. So like just just talk about that. Cause it's 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 definitely yeah. listen, world, it's 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 A one, all right? I'ma just say that.
1: Yeah, see, you get it now. So that's how important it is. You know what I'm saying? So to be on the cover, I mean, that's just a thing. I'm in the headsets with the homies. It's just like, <laughs> you
2: yo, got the, you got the, you got the special delivery, right? 2K come you know to the Palisade I mean? to the, to the, you know, hey, this is a private location. There's some magnificence you. going on. The <laughs> ambiances. This is, this is, you know, architectural digest type situations going on. That's all I'm going to say, y'all.
1: <laughs> So yeah, you know, when the homies, you know, I was more excited to tell the homies in the head. So it's like, yo, I'm about to be on the next cover. <laughs> Y'all still
2: over there? <laughs> yo.
1: Yo, so it was, uh, it's it's good. I mean, cause I'm in, I play the game every every day, you know? So it's fun to be a part of it on that level, to have that partnership with 2K for this long. It's been a minute, you know what I'm saying? So, and it's going to be a lifetime thing with me cause I always going to rock with 2K, you know what I'm saying? So. It's something I wanted to be aligned with, and I'm glad it worked out. Hey, you know, break, with Kareem break. and Dirk, like legend. Yeah, man, them on there with them is a and it was a real art piece too. Yeah, yeah real that, art, that, that, art yeah, piece. Yeah, that was dope, a dope huh? part too. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it
2: was uh it was perfect. Hey, we part of the gang too, you know what I'm saying? Me and me and yeah, me and the blackest one, you know, mm-hmm, we, we signed upon, you know. Yeah, so so you know squad, it's gang man. gang. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? You got some special deliveries too. Yeah. I, I'm a mama's boy. And every time I see your mom, she always reminds me of my mom. Yeah. Like she's mm-hmm. like a strong woman. Yeah. People be like, Oh, D Miles, you real. And the reason I'm real is cause the way my mama raised me, how she yeah. kept it real with me. So Speak about your mom and like what she meant. She not going to let you be fake.
1: Nah, yeah, You know what so, I'm saying?
0: Sometimes right. your realness come off on people. and be like, hey, nah, she my can't. mom taught me this way. <laughs> yeah, and she was direct with it too and like
1: blunt with it and like, you know, on the spot, you know what I'm saying? That kind of, uh, that guided me into a way I, mean, I had to watch myself around the house, you know what I'm saying? I had to be on point, you yeah. know? So uh, I felt like I had to be focused in the house and and even more focused when I left, you know? So, I didn't realize at the time, but it was just grooming me to be locked in on something that I love. So my mom was just showing me stuff, teaching me lessons like like that every day without with just her movements and her actions, you know? So I could just think back. I'd be in the room just chilling, thinking back to the stuff that I've seen her do and that I do now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And we got a relationship now that we can sit and talk about literally anything, anything. and it's fun, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like a... She talking down on me. Yeah. We having conversation as grown ups, mm-hmm. human beings, about different perspectives. You know, she value minds. You know, mm-hmm. when you got to the when I got to that point with my moms, I was just like, "This is what. This is a sweet spot." For mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? So, I love, I love how our relationship grown. I love how invested she is in the game. Right. Yeah. She learned, she know the game so well she now, touching, just from watching. You know, for the this, this last decade. You know what I'm saying? So. It's cool to see that and you know, she mentoring other moms and she just doing her thing. I just How you, love you laugh
0: it. at that clip of her and PJ? How uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, she, she, <laughs> she getting on and there. she's like, I love you too baby. <laughs> yo, she's so funny yo, cause she,
1: she be getting so mad to the point I'm like, I got to tell her like after the season, I'm like, you cannot be getting this mad at these basketball <laughs> games to the point where A ref guy look back at you and talk to you. You can't be doing that. And she just be like, What? (laughs) You know they be cheating. I'm like, they not cheating. (laughs) Yo, just relax. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But she still just like she treated like her son that was ten years old going out there to hoop, man. She got that kid like Joy, just like I try to approach Mm -hmm. you with. I love seeing that every time I come out and see her over there, it just it's like nostalgia bring me back to when I was young.
2: For the common fan that don't understand it, talk about how it is when you could be out there like PJ, your brother, mm-hmm. but you could be out there ready to go to blows with him. But yeah. then, you know, it's still all love. Just talk about that relationship. Like he said, you know, she see you go, <laughs> yeah. y'all go, you going there. Yeah, yeah. She said, I still love. Cause she knows it's all yeah. love, even though y'all competing, but just, Cause we were like that.
0: We were yeah, we I be went about to beat you ass, man. <laughs> and be like, I got you know, chill out I you know, know them days. i am been raising this boy up since. I've been, i, be, be, you know I be busting his like, ass. Then he get mad. I about to beat his ass. I am like, nah, I'm cool. He
1: wanna put that elbow, yeah. and try to and put that elbow on it. I know. Like, like him that six bro. nine
2: wings, yes. man, no. and just
0: fuck him up. Yeah, too aggressive out that He was a buck
2: eighty five, so you try to bully off top. When he started doing that bull, I'ma go ahead and lean on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't work with me, man. I know them moves. You know what yeah, about. Know? a <laughs> relationship and how, you know what I'm saying? Y'all could be at it, but it's gonna yeah. always be all love.
0: Yeah, I just
1: take it back to when I was a freshman at Texas and PJ had just got drafted and like, he was like, we instantly clicked since there, He was like, you know, my brother then and you know, always been there to be a, you know, to give advice, just to be there to hang out, talk to, you know? so. And I remember the first day we played pick up against each other, I was coming down really dotting him up from deep. <laughs> I'm right. talking about because he didn't realize I can shoot. So he was playing with his hands down behind the three-point lines. And I made like three in a row and Rick Barnes was just in there and just like egging me on and egging mm-hmm. him on. And um, then he amped up the physicality and it was tough for me to move. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, th- this is the strongest guy I've played against thus far in my life. So if I can kind of work through that, then... I'll be all right. Anytime, and then you know, so each matchup has been like that from day one, and I feel and I and I love it because we we came up through like the same in the same college, being coached by the same mm-hmm. guys, and we built this relationship like that. And his career has gone a lot of different ways, and you know, to see him playing high level basketball, starting, winning championship. And playing on meaningful games is it's fun to grow. see. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to see the guys that I kind of came into the, to this game with, kind of see them grow that way, and all of us still here doing it. It's, it's sweet. It's yeah, so, successful. Yeah, you know. And then my moms know how that whole story yeah. goes between me and P too. So it's yeah. just like, like I said, bring you back to when your homeboys and your mom and you know your family uh, talking a little trash on the sideline, yeah, but uh, it's all love at the end of the day because we know what it is. But that was,
0: that was such a to me that was such a beautiful moment because like we understand that mama. Uh-huh. We yeah. understand yes. the fire in mm-hmm. your mama, and at the same time, <laughs> yeah, the I love you scenario. baby. Yeah, yeah. The whole scenario, I'm with yeah. like, my like, baby right we, now. We grew up like this since elementary exactly, school, We're seeing this, this happen. To see I mean, it on that stage, that was just dope to catch that moment. I love it
1: because the game of basketball brings out that competitive nature in everybody, but it's still love at the end of the day because yeah. it's a game, you know? So even the fans can get into it that way, but at the end of the day, it's all about respect and people respect how PJ played me that series and I respect how I play and we competed. And at the end of the day, that's what's inspiring people more than anything, I think.
2: Tell me how crazy is it for you to see his sneaker prowess. Like the ability <laughs> to get shoes, the oh, job Like you got your own line. And just like you, Giannis, and I've seen him, like this boy didn't show me and him. Literally, he Man. has RPEs. Bro, I'm RPEs from 2000. He got shoes yep. in my size. He don't his to size. His size 18s. that he bro. not even planning on wearing? He no. has them like, bro. He bought out. No, he didn't send me so many pairs and no. he still got he new pairs.
1: Man, He got he even got all my shoes now so he don't even text me. I'm talking about to the point where I've
2: seen him with Mello, with you, with oh. like uh Giannis, with people and like he how get, is it for him to get? How do you
1: like I don't know how he get them. I'm, I'm sure he go through his back channels <laughs> or whatever. But he <laughs> gets Amazing. Them. Pair, <laughs> he got a pair of some, I want to say KD4s, and I thought we only made like six pairs, and all my family got them, like a, just really six pair of these joints. And, and BJ stirred up with a pair. A random ass day, he <laughs> sent me a picture of <laughs> them joints. And I'm like, yo, how did you, I, I think I called him right after, I was like, yo, seriously, yo, how did you cop these? Because I, I don't even think we made more than a certain <laughs> number of these joints, but he was just like, man, I don't even worry about it. You know how I do, you know, I come with it. Yo. I'm like, all right, man.
2: Thaddeus Young is a closet one. He got a lot of my P.E.s. Like how P.J. do, like real life be like, he got a lot of joints and he was like, yo, yo, I need you. I said, whenever he was going to be with it. I'm like, yo, for sure, but like- You got he a He sent store me a still? couple of previews. Like, I'm like, he like on some P.J. type you, level. You
1: got, your store's looking crazy though. I'm decent. Nah, you see. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm story,
1: Cause you was getting P.E. Nah, with listen, the retros listen, though. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm It was I'm to a decent. point where I was like. I got like, some
2: joints up in Fat Joe store up New York. I got some, some Miami Heat, uh, you was You was getting for see, that's why I Like listen, we was part of that era. Me, D.A., Bibby. Y'all was getting, Ray. y'all closets
1: is crazy. That era, like what? That's like early 2000s? Yes, yeah. Yeah was, was getting they weren't making we were no other second, shoes but we retro. were the
2: second like we were the second official year the first year was like Eddie Jones J-Kid Vin Baker J-Kid was there Derek Jordan? Anderson uh Randy Moss yeah, Eddie Jones. Moss had
1: his own shoe, right? Yeah,
2: Moss had his own look.
1: And them joints was a hit.
2: Yep. and so we was like, the, the very second year of the like, Ray Ray Allen kicked it off. He was the first original joint oh, I Jones know game. his
1: closet is he, That's why
2: I say, it. he the only like, listen, when everybody be like, yo, 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 come on, I've never been a sneaky, I just take what I get. But like, we blessed to get a lot with the brand. So everybody be like, ah, oh, P, and I be like, listen, Reality is the GOAT because you got to think about it. when You you know how it is when you with Nike and the brand and stuff like when you, they playing for them playoffs, like you know what I'm saying? like He was with teams where the Celtics, the Heat, where yep. he get ring game additions. Yeah, like he got all type claim, of different yeah. shit that we don't get. So it's like, we got some dope flavors. Like he kill you when he come over the top. Man, that man came out mismatched with the 11s and the 13s oh like goodness. bruh, like the gold, ring game. But yeah, the, golds like the gold, come on man, 11s. Nobody, yeah, elevens oh it's, it's curtains. My, with it, with it, his little, little Sugar Ray packets. On with the Sugar Ray on, like it's classic, and
1: a Sugar Ray logo is, is classic, <laughs> one of Stupid. a kind. Yeah, the, the Jordan, the Jordan era when, like, 90, 90 what was yeah, it?
2: PE that ninety nine two thousand maybe like eight. No, no, I'm gonna go probably to nine and ten because even when I got to the Magic and
1: in eleven two, I had
2: some thirteens, the orange, I mean, the blue and black thirteens and the white and black.
1: See, up until that, that's when, and then everybody had the same font that. on the back of their. Yeah, we all had
2: different. Low, but to see the dope thing about Jordan Brand for real, like we all got to work with them and like everybody had a custom logo. Like whether from Joe Johnson to Bibby, he had his team mm-hmm. dime stuff. I had the uh, the uh Q5. It was like everybody like they, and they worked with you to do a logo. Cause my best friend had written mine up. D A's did mine cause he could code it art. But like, sh- that was the best thing about it. Cause it yeah, was like rest, you get that retro too, and yeah. it's really yours. Like I remember at the house of hoops, they came out with my uh New York Nick eights. Crazy! I know, like George it's still wins. right now on the, on the internet, like for like twenty six, twenty seven hundred you know, on the internet.
1: Bro. That's what. That's what I mean, Joy. If they did that today, when they retro and Luca, the Luca getting retro, uh, uh, Tatum, uh, Tatum getting retros, and, and they getting the pick from all the from one all the way up to crazy. whenever.
2: It's it's over. It's curtains. That's that's bad that's when it gets spooky. Any that's when the, it gets spooky. any
0: of the colors. How they colors then you put is them now?
2: colors out with them players. Oh my it's, goodness! It's going crazy. Cause you already know how it go with that brand. Tell me this though: how how cool, like how dope was it for you to do to sit down with Draymond on his uh, yeah. on his show, and for y'all to get to really piece it up? And it was you could tell that it was just like, yeah, y'all really was. We got to be flies on the wall with y'all just chopping it up on yeah. some real shit.
1: Yeah, we we chopped it up on on another level. I mean, my I, he came on my podcast too. So um, um, yeah, but well, yeah, y'all did. Yeah, great during first. yeah during the season. And we just chopped it up about Hoop's life or whatever and he was just like, Yo, let's do it again and I'm like, Man, we uh we always had deep conversation, you know, cameras on, all oh, we always right. talking about, you know you know, something. You know, you what I'm tell saying?
2: Dre one of those just passionate talking yeah, good you know, every time you talk. Curious,
1: you know. you know, and we both curious. So it was uh it w- it was good to get that on camera. I mean, Dre always been one of those guys that's a, He's a deep individual, intellectual, and, and really understands things on a different level, you know, and, 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 you know, so for people to see that too and, you know, a lot of a lot of basketball fans thought it was so much tension, you know, and, and I don't even want to call it beef, like whatever they want to call it now in the yeah. NBA world, like whatever that is, it was a lot of that in, you know, amongst NBA fans. So to kind of get that little
0: stuff out the way and or
1: actually talk about some. Some cool topics was uh was fresh.
0: I thought it was dope because y'all gave a a player's perspective when they always just, just say that the uh the organization is always right or the organization yeah, didn't yeah. fumble the ball. So when the when the players tell like, nah, this is what happened, yeah, yeah. you never get the player speaking on a situation that mm-hmm. that happens. I yeah. feel like that's dope not yeah. only for everybody now that get platforms to say that. We don't got to use the regular media Mm, to put that out. I think, and I think the media, the non-basketball media, the non-people who's not player, they didn't understand what y'all was saying. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. When when y'all was saying y'all perspective. Like, yeah. yeah, they fumbled the ball. The organization can fuck up sometimes, too. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> you usually, I mean, back in y'all, when y'all came into the league, you usually got those stories out through beat writers and people that were close to the team, yeah. meaning they got the team's
0: best interest at right. the end of the day. Whatever the organization said, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so
1: to keep that, that relationship, they got to do what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, with the social media boom and just the media boom in general, like, now we get platforms to kinda of talk on our own and give our own perspectives. It's it's good to get both sides. Cause I'm sure yeah. you're gonna hear from the organization side somehow, some way through yeah. somebody. And now, you know, kinda of, to get both sides, you understand you're starting to understand the league a little bit more as a fan. So it was it was good to
0: it's good to do that. It's good to that yeah, every player is out here utilizing that. I would say like people don't understand that us as ball players, we all a bunch of alphas that's in (laughs) the room together. Like sometimes it'd be tension there. We all come from different situations that we was alphas Mm -hmm. coming to it. They don't understand all the alpha wolves around each other and it just be there and we just need somebody to, Keep yeah. it, you know what I'm saying, together. I mean,
1: that's the journey in the league. It's millions and millions upon us that's trying to get to these 450 spots each yeah. year, you know what I'm saying? And it's, each year, you would get like 30 new slots in for young dudes. I mean, yeah. 60 new slots, you know? So, you know, everybody has was the guy at mm-hmm. some point, you know? Yeah. So, you and the journey is the, how can you fit everybody together and, and understand what each person does and how they're going to bring something to a team. Like, you, you've seen so many great teams that didn't come together and, and like they were supposed to on paper. And you've seen so many great I mean, bad teams on paper come together and win well. You know what I'm saying? Because they build some camaraderie. So, yeah, it's – it's, and that's what happens sometimes. You get you know, guys on the team, Draymond, myself, we're going to get into it. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. like we going – Andre Iguodala going to get into it with, a, you know, a, you know, Draymond or Clay or, you know. Yeah. So, it's just part of the game. It's part of being on the team with dudes for six, seven mm-hmm. months out the year, you know. I feel like when
2: you look at like the history of the game, I feel like you're one of the most interchangeable, versatile players to ever play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it doesn't matter what type of team you play with that you could fit in in any system. Like you can, you can, you know what I'm saying? Like you can play mm-hmm. multiple positions, you know what I'm saying? Facilitate, score, defend, do different things, This ag stuff. I think you showed that on a national level, on the, you know, playing in the Olympics and then obviously playing with different teams. What is your take on that and just saying how, like, you feel like you can fit in with with any type of team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've always wanted to be able to do, to be in any situation, especially scoring a basketball. Um, I think that was the first level for me is learning how to score in different ways, transition, coming off and downs, pick and roll game once I got to the league, isolation game. You know, all of that stuff, I I felt like I I had to master that first. And then once I – you know, understood that, and learning how to incorporate everybody on the floor to what, into what I was doing as well. And uh, you know, so those are the, the hurdles I had to jump and the stuff I had to learn throughout my time. And I always wanted to be a guy that can play in you know, amongst with anyone or any stage. You know, pick up to to the league. You know, so I had to round out my game mentally and physically. So yeah, I could I could confidently say that you know. I feel like I could mesh well in any system with any player.
0: I could figure out how to make it work. To see guys like Dame and Devin Booker and um, Drew Holiday and Middleton, to see them guys work, how was that to see them guys work and see them up from Perth? No,
1: it was, it, was, uh, it was interesting to see everybody, their routines and how they prepare for games. And that's one of those things, you know, I mean, you were on great players. You want to see how they move and see what makes them great. And you've seen a lot of it every day, you know what I mean? You know, I feel like each player have reached a point in their careers they know exactly what they need to do to be successful out there. And uh, they stick with it, you know, from post-practice routines to, you know, pre-game routines. I've seen a lot of guys just stick with it and keep that grind. And, you know, when you when you figure out your routine, that's the most, that's the easy part. You know, you can do something like that every day and know that you can produce good results. You know, that's when you start getting better. You see it with guys that been in the league for a little bit.
2: Did anybody do anything that like stood out to you or impressed you? Like any of those guys you're talking about in their in their routines and the way they went about their work and their preparation?
1: Yeah, I was impressed by everybody, but Bam uh, mm-hmm. bio stood out to me uh, the most because I had I had high expectations for him because he talk a lot of shit <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. He like he like a brother, you know. He talked that he talks shit, so every time I see him, I'm always challenging him to do something. And, um, you know, so he, work, he worked on his game tirelessly. You know, he's in the mid-range. He's working on his handle, working on his post moves, and, you know, seeing him, you know, f- super focused on what he wants to do out there um, and just talking to him and, and listening to what he wants to do out on the floor. You know, he's focused, and, uh, you know, his work ethic stood out. You know, being in Miami playing for some vets, mm-hmm. playing under some vets like D-Wade and UD, you could tell they taught – you know, they led by example. They led well out there, so he picked up some good traits with some good vets.
2: We just talked to our young boy, young Tatum, the other day, and uh just tell me how that was that, you know, even though y'all gave him the gentleman sweep, got him up out of there, but yeah. but youngin', he was putting it down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He work, he was like kind of serving notice that he coming. Just just tell me about how it was battling with him and then you played on the USA team with him as well. Just talk about young Jay Tatum. No, nah,
1: he's a problem, man. He's a amazing shot maker you know it's one thing that really stood out when we played him the length on his on his jumper is is <laughs> it's tough to get a contest up or a good contest and then the handle with it and his and his creativity with it it was impressive you know he's a couple moves you know he show you a step back has he then he'll cross it over again to a pull-up mid-range it's just like he got a lot of tools in his bag and at that age you know it's rare to see that yeah, I mean, and he's only getting more mature. Stronger. You know, physically, also, but playing with him in Team USA, you know, he had to come off the bench. So, you're learning a different aspect of the game, learning how to approach the game differently. Mm-hmm. So and I, and I seen him, you know, get better in that role, and was still like, yeah, 27 off the bench. <laughs> right. 21 off the bench, and it's just like, you know, you, you know, when you figure out how to still get yours off in any situation, that's when you become dangerous. And, I could just see him growing, and you know he's gonna be a problem for some years. You know, so you you got to buckle up when you're playing against them. But it's a it's a fun challenge because he just he enjoys playing. Yeah, he
2: he came to Orlando. Well, he was in Orlando a little bit before you guys went out for, to Vegas mm-hmm. and all that for USA, and he came in. He worked out at a gym there, and we get, we got him the gym and. I was just sitting there, you know, rebounding, but he, I think he's had like his nephew with him, and you know, rebounding and just watching his progression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I remember calling my agent Jeff after that, like, yo, <laughs> young boy, mm-hmm. young boy, special boy. Yeah, just, special you know how friend. you watch somebody and they working out, and when you just, like you said, his skill level, the progressions he's doing do how many makes of this, and then he's just going out there, ain't nobody training with him. He just got me, and then, you know, coaches at local high school sitting so, there, we rebounded and Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just watching him like, okay, like, okay. You yeah. get serious with this.
1: No, nah, he, he's, uh, ain't learning how to pass that thing. Like he can make plays. Like he got a score for that team. Like last year he had a score with a lot of stuff they, was, they had going on with their team. You know, guys in and out the lineup. But he really can, you know, come off the ball and make the right play. You know, he played on some good teams his whole life basically. Yeah, so yeah. he know how to play a role other than just, you know, I got to get a bucket. So, you know, it's a um, special player, man. It was good. It was fun playing with him, getting to know him a little bit deeper too.
2: You said you always scrolling. Talk to me about your social media presence and your no hesitation to, do, you know, like speak your mind. And like you, like I see a lot of times, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a blue check or a verified mm-hmm. person. Like if you just, like you said, like to me, in my opinion, you do, what they would generally say they want from the players because everybody wants all access and oh you only talk to Rob, the super, real, you only talk like, to yeah. the famous people yeah, like yeah. you you'll talk to whoever if somebody says something that sparks your interest you'll just respond to whomever like so how do you feel like you came into that space where it's like whatever I'ma just you know I might have a burner account or I'm gonna come from my real <laughs> account and just say whatever yeah, I want to say and yeah. i am always cause like the thing I learned about you just, you know, we go back and forth a lot on DM, and the thing, I tell you, I say, boy, you don't miss nothing. <laughs> you see because you, you just said it to me, Well, oh, you like me, you you see a lot, I say. And so we done went back and forth with that, so how did you get to be that person that you don't really miss nothing? Man, you ain't afraid to say something, so. Nah,
1: I mean, you start hearing so much stuff and, like, through the grapevine, like, you see that article on you, <laughs> or you see that this on you, or I don't want to be the last dude to hear some stuff on me, you know right. what I'm saying? So I'm like. I got to stay up on who talking to about what, especially when it comes to me. Cause you know, we run around and roam amongst all of these you know, NBA writers. So it'd be cool. A lot of these dudes be cool in front of you and then go back and yeah. write how they really feel about you. <laughs> so I just wanted, I just wanna like, I want to, I want you to say that, you know, let's have a conversation about, you know, that type of stuff. So I just be standing up to <laughs> who got to say what. You know what I'm saying? Who the voices of this thing now? You know what I mean? So, and a lot of y'all, a lot of the times they want, they got conversation about me. So I just be poking in here and there, give my little insight, leave, y'all keep the conversation going, but I'm still paying attention. And when I want to poke out, I'm going to do it. And I think the fans who watching this, this whole show, right,
2: uh, this show, this
1: whole show, they think it's funny. And I like making them laugh sometimes. So
2: speaking of that, cause that's how I feel like, cause I feel like, a lot of the fans take it way more serious than you do. I feel like you have like, man, he cracking up right Come now, on, but man. I feel like they feel like it's a 911. They one. They're taking it so serious. <laughs> and it's like, man, I know for a fact he's sitting back cracking up. I be
1: cracking up because the truth be so funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, y'all, I don't want to say y'all. Well, I do. I should say, because they don't get it. Because no, they don't. not, they think that because we NBA players, well, I'm, we former, but they think because you're an NBA player or whatever celebrity or whatever that you different. Yeah, we the same, bro. Yeah, you put your pants on one leg at a time, just like me, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but the the funny thing is, what I kind of learned is like it's really interesting as a, from a fan perspective, learning the inner workings of like. Uh, organization, what yeah. goes on behind the scenes? Because all they see is the game, the game before. Now they're getting to see the little conversations that may go on in the locker room. They seeing, they get more insight from the uh, front office. They might get a little. Day in a life video with the team, you know. <laughs> so they like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm more involved with the team. So I now, know what's going on? So now these conversations that they having, they can you know, people take them a little bit more personal than they would before because mm. they feel way more invested, knowing all, having all this knowledge of what goes on outside of the game. So it's like they take it way more serious and projecting their feelings onto me when I'm just like, yo when you know, like we know what goes on in the league, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not as glamorous and it's not as controversial as people think. So it's like, we sit back and be like, yo, you really got this, <laughs> you really got this, like you really hyping this, this story this well, Ain't nobody yo.
0: talking to nobody like you that. Know, it's <laughs> not really
1: going on like that. So to me, it's funny, and to us it's funny, who really been in it, but it's like to them, they ain't been in it every day like we have. And Cause it's, it's- they, so they don't really they don't really get it. So to see, you know, people get so serious, that should do be funny to me.
2: That was the one thing that stood out to me about my time in New York. That was the first, first cause like, you know, I when I play in LA, it's a huge media market we were the Clippers. So yeah. it wasn't so much about that. And we were there during the three-peat of the Lakers. So we yeah, were really basically. in the corner section. You feel me? <laughs> like you know yep. what I'm saying? Like and like we carved out our, our clipper nation, but like it just wasn't like that. So going to Phoenix, it was like Phoenix was dope. It was Steve Nash MVP, yeah, we went yeah, yeah. 62 and 20. But that was a the media, the whole city loved Phoenix, they loved that win or lose. Was, they yeah, they show love they when we lost, bro. If you could have seen how we landed back from San Antonio, yeah, it was like you won, it was crazy at the airport area. It was like, yo, this is sick, but like, well, when you got to New York, it was like, oh snap, it was like it's really, re-. and it was like, as soon as I got traded, everybody I knew, they was all like, yo. Uh, you know everybody was saying is and you got that, and it was like, "Yo, this is ill." And it was like you said, like you could see all of these headlines and all of this drama circulating, and we in the locker room, like, <laughs> 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 like what's like, what this the? is crazy. Yo, did y'all see the paper today? Like, what's really good? Like, and all us in the uh, really literally laughing and cracking jokes about it. And it's like, obviously, every now and again, there's some truth to this, yeah, and that, but it's yeah. like. The way this stuff be overblown yeah, and totally made up, it's like, and yeah. totally made up, totally like, made, totally made yeah, up. It's like,
1: funny to the point. Wait
2: a minute, like all right, all right, some shit happened, but what? Not that. <laughs> what like y'all that, So far on base, and that is totally made
1: up. You see how they, you know, all of the shit sensationalized. Like media is really, really powerful, yo, and it's really important that you know you get it from the horse's mouth. Like the the. You know, when you could tell the truth about something that's going on, that's refreshing to people and it's still getting all these lies. Especially I mean, I, I can imagine so many guys coming in the early nineties, two thousands, they ain't had a platform to just tell the truth about
0: about what may went down people between believing and that be on you. Exactly. And that's exactly. They, that's, and that's, you and and that's your reputation, perception moving yeah.
1: around here when it's just like, nah, I could and explain this happened, shit way man. better. If we it, it might I definitely have fought in it, but let's explain both sides oh, at yeah. least. You know what I'm saying, so people can really get to understanding. So I some you know doing this and having my own podcast. Sometimes I'd be thinking like, damn, they really must have felt suppressed, truly suppressed. You know what they you know a Lot of guys that went through some turmoil in these organizations.
2: How was it for you? Like you just said, you got your own podcast, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You guys inspired you know me. That's man. what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Brothers out here doing <laughs> it down. You got 35 <laughs> ventures doing it big, and now you come with the et cetera. I be checking it out. My like, brother. it's whatever you trying to do. Like, how was it for you to have your own platform? Because you were somebody that even before you had it, you were. You'll jump down with anybody and just chop it up on some. Like, if you vibing with them, you'll do that. You somebody they like to conversation. How is that for you? To you know, have your own platform now and be able to talk about whatever the hell flows your boat.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I when I hopped the Twitter came out, when Twitter came out and Facebook and, and Instagram, I felt like I was one of the first users of all of that shit. So it's like just <laughs> an evolution of that. I felt yeah, like you I wasn't was on Black Planet, <laughs> though. I was <laughs> on Black Plan <laughs> in my space, you know. <laughs> I was so, OG. <laughs> like you you like know,
0: so boy, you i was know the what first really getting in Yeah, <laughs> man. So
1: once all that stuff hit, you know, the, the internet hit, it was just like like, all right, now this the evolution and like getting my voice out, expressing myself the way I want. You know, all the mm-hmm. pages, you was You just, a LimeWire yeah. baby, huh? All of that, that's man. And yeah, all you know, the and music lime lime all wine. Wine. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't know about all all that, that, Hey, Ash, what you know about that
2: Hey, that's where you get we all that music from. We had
1: to really go search for some music. What? You know what I mean? So like, I remember that, that internet boom, it felt like. And I think just having that freedom to tell your stories and to be involved in communities that you mess with, like we talk about a lot of music on our podcast and like, it's a really a music part of yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. we're talking to a lot of, we talk to basketball players, but we talk to a couple guys that, you know, in doing the film world and music yeah. world. And it's just like getting that perspective and seeing how it all ties back to what we do on an everyday basis. It's cool to be on the other side of like asking questions and being Word. curious about shit. So it's fun. That's
0: fine. I always I d- be executive producing like guys, like documentaries and, and stories and stuff yeah, like yeah. that to get a chance to tell somebody else's story. and
1: Bro, that's the, yeah, that's really what I wanted to do when I, when we first started. Tell genuine stories. Mm-hmm. Like the Stephon Aubrey we yeah. did. I think that was told, you know, perfect. Man, that was know? dope. That was a- when I mean perfect, just like the lane that I wanted to be in, like mm-hmm. those type of stories, how it looked, how it was shot, I think it was, uh, you know, it really piqued my interest, to, you know, to do, you know, stuff in that lane. And, yeah. you know, so we did the PG County doc, detailing where, yeah. I, where yeah. I came yeah. from and the yeah. hoopers from that area. So it's just getting, getting just learning more and more about the business and learning more what it takes to produce stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough, yo. I got a lot of respect yeah. for people who you know long who, hours. who invest their time into the so, doing that, yeah. man, long long a lot of, lot of long hours of doing that. And I just got so much respect gain so much respect for people who work behind the scenes and make this stuff kind of life cause our lives was just like framed off of what we seen mm-hmm. on TV and, yeah. shit. and to know that you got that much power through what you are doing. That's, it go. I know I may be going deep and on the tangent that's and shit. That's real but shit like, though, it's influence. It's a, yeah, it's like an influence. That's what I was thinking about when I wanted to start creating this stuff. So to see where it is now and to see that we can just get, keep getting better and grow and keep growing, like it's, it's a sweet part about it.
0: The stuff that you doing, like, uh off the court, like by doing the movies and creating shows and all that stuff. You feel like you, you leading the, the new generation of them, like it's it's other things you can do outside of basketball and, and create yourself.
1: No, I feel like this it's always been a evolution, a passing of the torch. You know, what I mean so many great business minds that were hoopers before in the seventies, eighties dudes that are still, you know, out yeah. here Using what they've learned, you know, through that NBA experience, to live life after, you know, when they retire, and you know, you hear about the Junior Bridgman, and you hear Straight about up. the Finny Johnsons, mm-hmm. and you hear about, um, obviously, you you know, you see what Bron doing in real time right now, mm-hmm. and, you know, Isaiah Thomas, what they were doing, MJ, oh, like Magic, you know, Mashburn, like yeah. these dudes is like quietly doing their thing out Straight here. Up. And when you hear these stories on the low, it's very inspiring because, you know, our whole life is about hoop. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> and we get to that point where we got to start thinking about, you know, how can we, what can we do after we've done, but mm-hmm. how can we sustain this lifestyle that we built for ourselves and, you know, actually put our mind to something else, you know? So you see these guys with the, you know, being innovative and what they do is very inspiring. I just learn from them all.
2: For you to be a, a- you know, a hoop junkie, historian, Savant, whatever you want to call it, of the game. You know, you watch people, like you talked about how you grew up watching D and different, you know, guys under his build and you mm-hmm. did, you took stuff from him and stuff. How does it feel for you to see guys like Brandon Ingram, all of the Slender guys that's coming with the game like that, the the kid in high school, Imani Bates, like yeah. how does it feel for the, for you to see all of these big guys is built like you, just trying to mimic their game after you. And now you are one of those prototype <laughs> dudes, like how you said, you tried to take something them, like you are one of those guys that's going to be viewed and trying to be mimicked.
1: Yeah, I feel like our build, that skinny build, that's the, that's like a unique build within the sport. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I see guys from the Lawrence Moten to DeMar Johnson, to you to, Jonathan Bender, to I mean even even Jermaine O'Neill, early Jermaine, O'Neal. Early Jermaine was He was in there. Man. KG was in there, you yeah. know. Uh, 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 who else? I was just thinking. T-Macken. about? She Wallace was in that wiry frame yeah, look. Yeah. Who was skilled? You know. So yeah. seeing all Tashawn Prince, like hello, hello. I was looking. So it's like I was looking at a lot of those dudes and trying to hey, implement man. what they was doing and at my own unique twist, and I feel like that's what the young, you know, the younger generation, guys coming up after me are doing yeah. the same. So I'm just building off what y'all had already put in place because it was tougher for y'all. Imagine I can always only imagine if I was in the '90s and that's the first time a team yeah. has seen somebody this tall running and yeah, you got to break like the that. burrow. Yeah, they got to
0: trust you to beat six, nine, seven foot dribbling the ball. They'll throw you in the post.
1: A lot of guys broke that barrier for me to kind of be accepted and to take it to where I'm taking it. And now, you know, to lead by example and just keep doing what I'm doing and seeing other guys like, yo, I watched you when I was young. I'm like, yo, I was that same kid telling somebody, yo, I watched you when I was young, you know? so it's sometimes it'd be bittersweet because I'm like, shit, I am getting older. Yeah. Oh, gee, <laughs> stuff, yeah, stuff that you, do,
0: you got other kids do the same stuff to you. Yeah, yeah. man, so
1: it's, uh, it's a it's a, sweet moment. Like Jason Tatum, I was just like, yo, you really 10 years younger than me, bro. Yeah. I'm getting older, shit. I remember looking at Kobe when I was playing in USAB, like, yeah, this dude been in the league for so long, killing like that. So yeah, it's, it's uh, especially dudes our build, like our size. Man. You lose confidence sometimes going through this journey. When you see guys that did it before you, give you, you, you a little bit of more inspiration.
0: How is it for you to, to see like your peers? Like older guys, younger guys, the guys that was like in your era, love your game, respect your game, and respect the way you do it. How you carry yourself the way you do it. Like how is that for you to, to receive this? Yes,
1: that's really, that's really, that's really what it is for me. That's what it's about. Like, I like everything about the game. I yeah. love what we can get from it. I love winning and experiencing all of that. But like, when you step on the court, and you get that respect from people who really play every day. Like that means a lot to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, we all grinding to be good at something out here. So like, and people respect your grind, and they respect you all the way through as all a human way being. Through. Like they got respect mm-hmm. for your whole, your whole family because mm-hmm. they see like, yo, you put in some work. So I feel like I'm representing my family and everybody when I when I work hard, simply, simply put up. And When people see that and they see the effort I put into it and the care I put into it, and for them to acknowledge that, it's like we connected now. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you understand how hard it was to get yeah. to this point.
2: Uh, we definitely, understand and know that you done reached legendary status, my boy. So you know it's you you know, it's much respect and love. It's your third time chopping yo, this up is, with this the boys, This is man. Status, I feel like yo. you, you know what I'm saying? Three you three of these guest, yes. You know what I'm saying? You one of the homies. He a, he a, a plat- ladies and gentlemen. Yo, you
1: not ever- only a client,
0: he the president. Yeah. Yo, whenever y'all
1: do a video, I might need my little 7 slash 35 up in the corner. <laughs> <you know, laughs> hang <laughs> my jersey up, yo. <laughs> straight up. You know what I mean? I've been here three times. Nah, man,
2: we appreciate it, bro. We yeah, out here. We in a very private location, y'all. See, we back live on location. This is, I ain't, you know, I'm just Say this is you know like I said architectural <laughs> digest type situations going on here. This is unbelievable, yeah, incredible. This is, we need lying. a Jay Z or a Rick Ross song, man, or a Drake song right now. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. We out here live on location with Easy Money Sniper, man. Yes, been real, sir. my boy. Oh, yeah, it's,
0: man, my brothers. <laughs>
2: We want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players' Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. It wouldn't be possible without y'all.
0: The players'